Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and it feels so good to be back. It has been a long time. I had every intention of landing back in my former flow of every two weeks after I'd interviewed Dr. Brian McCracken, and life happens. Snowstorms, people getting sick, struggling to align schedules, and I trust that we landed here again um, at this time just perfectly. So thank you for tuning in again, for listening and supporting. I really appreciate it. If you feel compelled to write up a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. And if you know of anyone who you think would be a great podcast guest, please feel free to reach out. You can find me at AnnieWagner.com, email me at Annie.Wagner at gmail.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at Core Nourishment. So this morning for episode 15, I had so much fun conversing and listening to my friend and dearest soul sister, Kara Brees. She is a doctor of metaphysics and healing metaphysician. Um, She is trained extensively in all various forms of energy healing and clearing for people, animals, and land, and takes us through her journey that led her to this healing path. She was living in, in a life of autopilot, going through the motions and feeling really disconnected from herself, her spiritual and higher self, and other people. Um, I was really actually unhappy and um, took a leap of faith and dove into studying spirituality and mes- metaphysics at Delphi in Georgia and found herself waking up. She feels like she found home within herself and now shares her passion um, for for healing with other people, inspiring people to connect to their true essence and really understand their own sacred nature and power. You hear Kara define sacred nature, what that means, and also she talks about what fuels and nourishes herself, how she takes care of herself, and how she's truly an introvert. (laughs) She talks about people who inspire her and the deeper and sacred connection to her grandmother. So please take some time to pause and listen to this episode and reach out to Kara if you haven't already had the opportunity to experience her healing. She does distance healing. She is absolutely phenomenal and amazing. And you are going to enjoy this episode so much. Take care. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagoner, your host. And today for episode 15, I have the honor of diving into conversation with one of my dear soul sisters, um, Kara Breeze. She is a doctorate or has her doctorate in metaphysics. And I just asked her what healing MHD stands for. <laughs> and you told me metaphysician. That's so correct. I yeah. can't wait to learn a little bit more about even that piece. Um, but most importantly, Kara, when I think of you, um, just you are one of the most 
profound healers in my life on so many levels. You bring so much light and truth and ease to people's lives through just your presence and how you choose to show up so courageously in this world. Mm -hmm. And since we've crossed paths, which gosh, was, I don't know how many years ago now, um, through, through a, a healing, um, seminar we did with Rachel Blue ages ago. Gosh, way back when. Yeah. And then you, you did my cleanse and, um, and then we've just become such good friends through um, our soul sister tribe and in a similar circle in this community. And I'm so grateful. Um, but yeah, you are definitely one of the most profound healers and bring so much light and power to people just by you showing up and inquiring um, how people are doing, not only through words, but just in who you are. So um, thank you. Annie, thank you so much. Yeah. That's incredibly sweet and, and generous of you. And I feel the same way about you. It's um, it's this morning I woke up and actually did a little yoga flow. Oh, I love <laughs> it. That's awesome. And 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 channeled channeled Annie Wagoner. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think of you uh, with yoga. I think of you with food and nutrition. And um, you're such a, a huge part of my life. Mm, I have the utmost respect for you, as you thank know, you. personally and professionally. So thank you so much for um, for coming here today and. It's just such a pleasure to have an opportunity to sit down and talk with you. I know. I know. That's the other gift about this is just being able to land in presence with with people um, and having this chance with you. is I can't wait to see where it goes. So Me too. Yay. <laughs> I know. So, Kara, I want you to share, share with listeners um, really like who you are today. So I read, you know, I always love reading up on people, even though I know you so well, you know, I'm reading on your bio and I've, I've heard your, you know, bit of your story, just how you, gosh, 2007, I think it is, you wrote that you were kind of going through the motions and on autopilot and come from more of like the corporate world, um, and experience your first healing session, energy session, um, and really opened up so much for you on so many levels um, and helped you just choose a new path for yourself. Uh, so I know it's a loaded question, but I'd love to hear you share kind of more about that story and what led you to do the work you do today and live in your passion. Um, and also just, you know, has led you to just land in who you truly are, embracing your truth. Um, it's a great question, and, and honestly, I'm not quite sure what's going to come out yeah, <laughs> in I response. Um, I the first word that um, the description that comes to me in terms of how how I would describe myself now is fully embodied. Mm. Um, back when I started on this path, I was quote unquote happy. I had a very lovely life in so many different ways, but I was vacant. Um, I was very mental mm-hmm. in my approach to life. Um, I was very efficient. I got things done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and, and I was, I was, you know, quote unquote, doing life, but, um, I was very out of touch with my emotions, mm. um, very out of touch with my body, um, and truly with people. Um, you know, certainly there were friendships and social connections and all of those things, but, I wasn't truly connecting um, because I was completely disconnected within myself. Mm. Um, And mentally, I didn't understand that. Um, But um, gratefully, there was a a bigger part. um, Gratefully, there's a bigger part of all of us that nudges us and um, introduces situations, brings situations into our life that 
can create major shifts for us. Mm. Um, I found myself um, initially studying with Shayla Durkin, um, who is an amazing, as, as you know. Yeah, I love Shayla. She's incredible. Yeah, absolutely amazing, gifted uh, healer, acupuncturist. Um, and I start, I should say, I, I started as a client of hers. And then at this time that you were kind of living this life on autopilot. Exactly. Okay, right. Exactly. And um, so I started as a client and then I started to just take every class that she offered. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't get enough. Mm. Um, everything from, you know, co-creation, um, uh, every, learning about flower essences. Um, and then she started to teach uh, what she refers to as her evolutionary dowsing. Um, and I, I just jumped in. Mm. Um, but then in, in 2007 was really when the biggest shift happened for me. Um, and I started to dive even deeper into the work. Um, I started to explore um, land healing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> home and land healing. And uh, things started to get a little bit more esoteric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did it feel like, wait, did it feel at that time when you were starting to jump into it, like just weird to you? Like, I, I don't know why I say the word weird, but um, just so foreign? Or was it almost like, like, this is right. Like, this feels so good. That's such, a great, that's such a great question, Andy, yeah. because actually it was, it was quite the opposite. It was natural. I felt yeah. like myself for the first time. It was, um, it seemed so strange uh, to other people when, yeah. when I would share it, um, but it, it was home for me. Mm. Um, and so I ended up um, leaving my corporate job. I was actually in market research for 25 years. Um, I left and, um, I did some consulting on the side and I enrolled in the metaphysics program at Delphi University for spiritual studies. Um, and that is located in Georgia. Yeah. That's awesome. And the day I landed there, (laughs) I remember actually getting off of the, um, getting off of the, the airport shuttle on campus and thinking, what am I doing here? Um, it was such a different world, um, such a different world for me. Um, making that leap, like going, like literally letting go of the life you had been living for 25 years and, and stepping into this, like must've been scary. And yet, like you said, like there's something calling you like this sense of home. Another level of sense of home. And and even though I was, you know, receiving energy healings and playing around with, land healing and flower essences and, and just these this, these different tools, I still really hadn't connected to myself. Mm. And that was really the significant step uh, that Delphi brought into my life. And when I, it's funny, I didn't realize that until talking with you just now, mm. that that's what was so scary to me about, mm. um, about arriving at Delphi is that I knew that now I had to connect with myself. It was time, which was really scary for me. Yeah. Um, And that first night, um, the way that they kick off the program is you receive a healing. Um, So we all, I think there was a group of 17 of us, um, and uh, we all receive um, an in-depth healing um, from one of the healers at Delphi. And I remember writing my intentions down. Uh, This is actually... Uh, one of the reasons why uh, we started the meditation Reiki and oh, healing yeah. circle yeah. Um, was came from this idea. came from this oh, this con- concept and this experience, 
Um, so we, we, we entered a, a, a large room um, and were greeted by the staff. And we essentially wrote down our intentions of the changes that we'd like to see in our lives. Mm. And I went upstairs and I received my healing. And when I came down, I um, used the restroom. And I, as I was washing my hands, I, I looked up. And I actually saw something in my eyes and it actually was a little creepy to me because it was me. It there was actually, I was embodied. Wow. There was life back in my body. When was the last time you had seen that or had you never? I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Um, and it, it seemed, you know, I, I looked away and looked back. Yeah. <laughs> looked away and looked back. <laughs> Who is this woman? Yeah. Wow, Kara. It was a really, a really fascinating experience. Yeah. Um, and the Delphi experience um, went on for two and a half years. Um, I would uh, fly uh, would fly down there for anywhere between 14 and 21 days at a time mm. um, to complete the the full program. Okay, so it wasn't like you relocated there for two and a half years. You were no. going back and forth. Okay. No, and it's it's designed very well because you truly do need time to integrate mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. after each each stage. It's it's brilliantly designed yeah. in terms of the program format. Yeah. Um, and um, it also allows for for everyone and anyone to, you know, to access it, yeah. to access it yeah. um, for that reason. So, um, you know, there were times that I didn't think that I would go back, you know, greater times of resistance. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you could tell basically by your state of agitation when you were flying down there. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> said I'm meant to go. I'm meant to be the thesis. Yeah. Right, I don't need this. Oh, my gosh. Um, as to what as to what was going to uh, transform and happen. Hmm. Um, but I feel as if I really needed that um, because I really needed to step out of my my day to day for, you know, at least two to two to four weeks um, to really allow it to integrate. Yeah. I mean, my mind was so feisty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you give me an example? <laughs> oh, my goodness. If something needed to get done, I would just, I would, I would make it happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, not in a good way, in a, in a grinding. Because you've been, that had been ingrained in you for so long. I mean, I feel like that in many ways is the, well, it's, I like to say that it's shifting and at least in the community and people I see, but you know, what, what defines success in our society, you know, is like that go, go, go. And that, that kind of grinding mentality. Um, and you were very successful from what you share and what it sounds like in your 25 years in the corporate world. And like, definitely knew how to accomplish things and. It was a, so a survival I, mechanism. It must have been so hard to make that shift in your brain and, and your body, like the whole mind-body. Did yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, Kara's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a very strong survival mechanism yeah. um, and to the deepest core. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah. To, to the deepest part of my, my being. Mm. And to be able to come back from that... Um, is just, is life-giving. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was, you know, again, living, but, but I wasn't yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and so many people, you know, our, our society is, is so focused on these external achievements and this drive mm. uh, and this willfulness, um, 
which is certainly has its place and certainly is an incredible um, tool to have. Um, but it's very different when it's running you yeah. versus when you are using utilizing it as a tool. Yeah. So yeah. that's really the shift mm-hmm. is, um, is coming to a point of awareness and observation and opening to these all these different aspects of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And does that make sense? No, totally. Yeah. I am like envisioning you just like you just described looking at yourself in the mirror, but just in many ways, like looking around in a circle around you and like meeting those aspects of yourself again. Um, And how emotional that must have been. Cause you said, you know, in the beginning of this, that you were pretty, like you were lacking emotion. Um, Did you have like, do you feel like you had wild breakthroughs and like, did like moments of just like crying or like, I mean, tell me about I, that. Emotional I did. Process. I mean, I was harsh. This is not, not fun for me to, to admit, but I think it's important to is I was extremely judgmental, uh, mostly towards myself. Mm. Um, a bit of a bully, I would say not a bit of a bully yeah. uh, in my, in my own mind in terms of what I would put myself through. Um, so a great deal of uh, mental confusion, um, a great deal of um, judgment, yeah, judgment, criticism, um, and to go and actually be given the tools to be able to meet those aspects of yourself and to mm. truly see what you're doing to yourself mm-hmm. um, is life-changing. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, my favorite part of this work is, is to be able to tap into those aspects and give them a voice Yeah. Um, so that we can truly see what's going on in our unconscious and our subconscious. Yeah. Um, because we think we're so in control. Right, right. <laughs> um, Our ego likes to think, like, oh, well, I've got, yeah, yeah. Right. Really. But um, but we live in a, um, a very reactionary place. Mm. Um, and, and one from, you know, that is focused on survival. Yeah. Which is completely understandable. Of, co- of course, that's yeah. our, our number one goal. Yeah. Um, but there's so much more out there. Um, there's so much more out there. Um, I, I was, I, I laugh and I, I think about how competitive I was that even at Delphi university, I'd be sitting in class and the instructor would ask us, uh, would ask a question and someone else would answer it. And this awful voice, I hear this awful voice critiquing this person's answer, thinking they don't know what they're talking about. I have a better answer. <laughs> I have a better or, yeah. answer. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm at, you know, yeah. I'm in school for for spirituality and, and here I am yeah. judging, you know, judging these people. And, um, so just some, some fascinating. So some what, care? what would you say, what is one of the tools you learned and were and practicing and were given that helped you soften that voice and accept her or, or him? I don't know what your voice, maybe your voice is a him. <laughs> oh, it was a him. It was a him. Okay. Oh, <laughs> fascinating. That's a whole nother yeah. <laughs> piece. Um, <laughs> Well, what what really helped you soften and accept and then shift away from from that voice maybe showing up so strongly? It's a great question, and I think for me it was a longer process than for many. Um, 
And I say that because I feel as if that has been my life path Mm. and it's been designed that way so that I really understand the energy Mm. so that I can hold this space for other people on their journey. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So my path um, has been interesting in that when I first went to Delphi, um, you know, at that point you would think that I would be deeply involved in meditation and, you know, my sixth sense and all of those things. And I, I wasn't. Did you have that expectation? Did you kind of see it that way? Or did you know it wouldn't just be that? I had performance anxiety okay, because yeah. <laughs> I felt as if this is, you know, that I needed to have that that skill set yeah. in order to attend Delphi. Yeah. Um, I had had one experience in a light work session with Shayla where I saw a black and white image, <laughs> one black and white image um, of a spirit animal. Okay. And... Yeah. Um, the thing that's incredible about Delphi is within the first 10 days that I was there, by the end of that 10 days, I was seeing uh, essentially movies. Mm. So that sixth sense really just blew open yeah. um, while I was there. Um, but I still needed a lot of softening. Um, yeah. You know, I, a lot of, you'd see a lot of students have breakthroughs and, you know, emotional, um, emotional breakthroughs. And I remember just kind of, sitting in observation and thinking, gosh, they're pretty, they're pretty weak. They're breaking down. Mm, Amazing that that is what, oh, that, yeah. yeah. Looking back on that. And I didn't, I didn't quote unquote crack open until probably the close to the very end of the program. Yeah. Uh, And most people crack in the first two or three classes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it took, it took me, I was hard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was hard, and, and I'm still, I'm learning, you know. Yeah, it's an um, ever-evolving process, I imagine. It is. I mean, you're you're such an incredibly loving, open-hearted, open-hearted person, um, and... Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I think about some of the beautiful w- women that, you know, that I'm surrounded by, and how incredibly open and loving they all are, and I still feel pretty steely, you know, yeah. on the outside, um, but... The truth is, is that, you know, I'm incredibly sensitive um, and sensitive to energy. Yeah. And so that's why those protection, protective mechanisms were put into place. And it must be so freeing for you to have learned that about yourself, to have come to, as you have gone through this experience, realize, like, A, why. You know, I feel like the brain, in my mind, like, I always want to know, like, what, what's going on? Why is this happening? What, you know, and sometimes we just don't know. And it's about just surrendering and just being and not trying to figure it all out. Um, and for you having, you know, kind of been a little bit that way, Kara, like, it must have been nice to know, like, I'm just learn just really how sensitive you are and, and have a little bit of like, gain a deeper understanding of, of the complexity of it all. Um, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, I used to really think of it as a detriment. Yeah. You know, and, and I used to pick up, I had such weak, uh, such a weak sense of self mm. and such weak energetic boundaries that I would just absorb everything. Mm. Um, and and so I never thought of it as being a very good thing. So. And there you go, Colleen. I just I just noticed you've used the word weak and weaknesses a few times. Um, and so that, that inner critic, that voice, right. there's another weakness. You're freaking sensitive. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so now, I mean, I feel like the luckiest person on the planet yeah. to be doing this work. You know, I think about my old life in the, in, the, um, in the corporate world, and I always had to be, you know, 
obvious, you know, certainly very prepared, quote unquote, prepared for everything and thinking ahead. And you know, my mind was always racing. And yeah. in this work, the trick to it really is, is opening and listening and listening. Yeah. All you need to do <laughs> yeah. is listen and it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is there. That's amazing. Um, but to get from point from point A to point B, you have to let go of surrender. You have to you have to surrender. Mm-hmm. Let go of control, which makes us feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and trust that this quote unquote energy um, or this this quote unquote. I'm searching for the words here because. So many of the words can be incredibly loaded, yeah, right? If, if yeah. we refer to the divine or the universe yeah. or God, yeah, um, and that's that's been um, an interesting part of the journey, yeah, is the you know the labels, um, really, you know, to me it's nature. I, I work very strong. I work um, very closely with nature energies, um, and I see that it, it's and it's honestly God to me. It's Christ consciousness to yeah, me. It's mother it's, nature. It's, it's, different for everyone and yeah. and yet the same right mm-hmm. like, like it's there the label that we put on it but yeah exactly Carrie you talk about um I mean in conversation we've talked a little bit about this um and so I want to dive deeper and you mentioned the word nature so it made me think of this and on your website it says like your greatest passion is to inspire others to find their true true essence and then also mm-hmm. to connect with the their sacred nature so you use the word sacred nature yeah. and I love that and I completely like I can connect with that, but how would you define? Like, let, can we expand on that? Like, when you say sacred nature, what does that look like? What does it mean? Sure. Um, this experience, just sitting here talking with you, is really interesting for me because I tend to specialize in being able to hold space for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But I haven't had much practice in terms of actually putting it into words. Yeah. Um, so this is challenging for me, but also really exciting. Yeah. And um, thank you for being willing to, to try it. Oh. <laughs> I love <and> it. <laughs> thanks for setting up the space for <laughs> me to be willing to step forward and do it. Yeah. Um, so our sacred nature is our true self. It's... Um, it's not only our true self, um, but it's an acknowledgement that we are so much more than just this human form. Mm. Our human form is a beautiful, necessary aspect of ourselves, but we are wildly more complex (laughs) than our physical form. Yeah. And our life is 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 wonderful when we're experiencing it with a, from just the point of our physical form but it is magical when you start to explore outside of that yeah um we are intimately tied to the earth mm. um we are intimately tied to all divine energy to nature to each other mm-hmm. um and when you start to actually be able to experience um, one piece that's I feel 
is so critical um, and was was extremely important for me on on my path is to not try to mentally understand it, but to experience it. Mm. Um, and and that's probably why I'm I'm so geared towards holding this space yeah. for people to experience it. Yeah. Um, well, we spend we talked about this a little bit ago, but we spend so much energy just trying to be mental about everything. And even even for you listeners listening to this, it, it probably can sound a little bit like it's hard to wrap words around it because it is so much about, for me at least, and, and it's just about experiencing the energy, the the process, the the expansion. The expansion. Yeah. yeah. And there is one practitioner out there right now, and there are there are many, I'm sure, but um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you heard of Dr. Yes. Joe Dispenza? Yeah. Um, so he is really making a, a great deal of progress in terms of putting language and science around mysticism. Mm. Um, I attended his conference um, down in Philly in, in December. And yeah, that's right. It was really, it was everything that I had experienced at Delphi put into language and brain scans. Mm. Wow. And that was really exciting to see. Yeah. Um, um, do you find that that that'll? Do you feel like that'll probably open up a lot more people to to it then, and to to be willing to open themselves up and embrace metaphysics because because there's like research and science and and more like you said scans and like more proof. Absolutely. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, and. You know, I, I took a huge leap of faith as a, a very mentally geared individual, um, but but work like this makes it approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, I'm trying to think of um, Doctor Doctor Joe Dispenza states it as that science is the oh god goodness I, I wish I could come up with this quote right now. I believe it's something along the lines of um, that science is the creative language of mysticism. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so he, he's doing incredible work, and the response to his work um, is phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's been good to see. That's amazing. That's, that's incredible. So exciting. And there's so much. Like, I'm right now, like, oh, there's, like, so much I want to keep learning. Like, it's constant learning. Um in this and from you, Kara. So I feel like even just the opportunity to learn from listening to you in this moment is such a gift. So, yeah. So how, um, how like for you, when you talk about nature, like I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. What, what's a sacred experience you've had in nature? Like what's the first thing that pops to mind and how do you integrate this for yourself, um, more regularly and consistently? Um, you ask great questions. <laughs> My, I, I, the bottom line is that I feel more whole in nature. Yeah. And I feel incredibly supported and grounded in nature. Um, my experiences working with nature energies tend to be uh, a little bit more esoteric um, in that um, I see elementals um the whole deal well I was imagining I just had this image of you like you said in Delphi like your sixth sense just expanded and became movies um mm. I was imagining and picturing you that in nature I can only imagine it just explodes it open for you 
And it's, I remember the first time that I, uh, gosh, it's such a gift to be able to, to sense that the elemental kingdom. And the first time that I sensed it was actually very early on my path. And I saw it looked like almost like a carpet of elementals, you know, all, all over the grass. And they started to actually climb up my legs and, and I shut it down. Did it scare you? It was like a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I I went online. I took the schizophrenia test a few times. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I was concerned about what was happening. Yeah. And I and I shut that down for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have a lot of people around you challenging you with that too? If you shared it with them at all, <laughs> anyway. There but was concern. You, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and my family was concerned when I enrolled at Delphi. Yeah. Um, you know, again, they're trying to keep me safe. Yeah, right. Um, all In their that, minds, all of, what they and, find is safe. Right? right. It's all out of love. Yeah. Um, but when I work with nature now, um, it's more along the lines of working with the elements. And um, my role is, is so simple. And that I'm really simply holding space. And as you said, listening. Yeah. Um, so I set up... Um, I, I set up the energy so that um, the elements are represented. Um, and I ask that whatever needs to be done to return this person back to their true essence be done. Um, and I watch and I hold the space. Amazing, Kara. And the part that's so exciting to me about this work is, is the recognition that people... Land and animals are all the same. Mm. It's all the same. We're all energy. And I've been fortunate enough to have um, a few clients where I work both um, with, with them, um, you know, directly on the table doing one-on-one healing, um, their pets, and also their land. Oh, that's so cool. That's, that must be amazing. So powerful. So powerful. And, and when you have a client like that that's willing to look at all of it. Yeah. Um, some profound shifts can occur. Um, we are the only um, uh, we are the only species that can actually self evolve. Mm. Um, which think about that. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty powerful. And as complex as all of this may seem, and, and otherworldly as <laughs> this all may seem, is that the truth of it is is that it's actually incredibly simple. Yeah. The truth of it is, um, in, in my opinion, of course, this is all just m- my opinion, um, my experience, yeah. um, based on my experience, is, is that all of life and all of energy is based on um, something referred to as recursion, um, which is essentially that everything is a, a mirror of everything else. Mm. Oh, and, I so believe that. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. And, and we often hear, we often hear, you know, that... That phrase is is um, thrown around a lot. It is, yeah. The mirroring phrase, um, but when you start to really dig in and work with people's pets and their land, <laughs> um, uh, their kids, <laughs> their spouses, right? Yeah. Um, we are constantly shown um, these energies are constantly showing us exactly what we need to see about ourselves, what we need to recognize about ourselves. Um, and not in a judgmental way, yeah. but in a way like say, okay, you know, this, this is what's happening right now. Um, 
we can label it as quote unquote light or dark, yeah. shadow or light, but it's all necessary. Right. Right. right? It all, it, it, yeah, there's a place and reason for it all. All yeah. of it. Yeah. And do you find that, that your clients, like, do you ever receive and experience major resistance from your clients? And then do you find that it halts or, or stops like the, in that moment, the healing or what, like, what's your experience with that? Resistance is absolutely a natural part of the process. And necessary. And as we've taught. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And as a result, I'm, I've restructured my, my practice as a result of that. Um, because what happens is, is that someone may come to see you once or twice and then they go into resistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Similar to your Delphi experience, <laughs> but you'd already committed and you're like, oh, you gotta go back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's no right or wrong about it. If, if they, if they stop, if they go into resistance and, and stop seeing you, that's, that's fine. Um, but my, my hope and my goal is, is to engage people on a deeper level so that they understand that resistance is a natural part of the process and they understand, um, holistically what's required to, to, to truly heal. Yeah. Um, this work is truly bottomless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, uh, it can't be compared to Western medicine, you know, in terms of going to a quote-unquote doctor yep. and receiving um, a solution. Right. You're not, it's not like you're going to get cured and then you're done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or like point A to point B. It's not linear. It's, yeah. it's not linear yeah. at all. Um, but the beautiful part of the process is, is that if you, if you keep coming and you keep digging in, it just, life just gets richer and richer mm. and richer and more and more. Yeah, more and more meaningful and yeah it's it's it the question is is how far do people wish to expand yeah yeah I love that I love that word so Kara why would like give me an example of um and listeners out there why someone would choose to come see you or like an example of a client um what they would be looking for uh it varies yeah <laughs> it's a great question um so my services include um Certainly, uh, individual healing, um, group healings. Um, I, I work with animals, both um, in terms of healing, uh, animal communication, mm. <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and I also um, can assist uh, animals during the transition process. Wow. Which is wow. one of my favorite, actually. That's really powerful. Things to do. And if you wouldn't mind, I'll actually share with you a, a write-up that I just yeah. did for a client. That yeah. She, I would love. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'll finish this thought first. Um, and then also the land healing piece. Um, and your question was what someone may come to me for. And it could be something as simple as they're having a difficult time sleeping. Yeah. Anxiety. Um, they just know that there is something deeper in life uh, that they can't touch, um, that their, their soul is pushing them to discover more. Um, it may be that, um, that their animal is, um, is ripping apart their house mm. <laughs> when, when they leave, um, yeah. um, it, or that their, their animal is ill. Um, and it could be, um, you know, it's, it's funny, this line of work is so riddled with, uh, references to phenomena, yeah. like 
my house has a demon. Yes. There's an earthbound spirit. Yeah. You know, so you generally. I hear noises. Yeah. <laughs> I hear noises. Right. I get a creepy feeling when I'm in this room. Yeah. Um, so with the land, the land and um, uh, home healing piece, a, a lot of calls like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also people that understand that if they, if they conduct a healing on their home, that it will create uh, a a framework, essentially an energetic framework for, and to support them and their families. And in their own healing, like in their bodies and their, yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. Exactly. Going home to an environment that supports you rather than depletes you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I never know what's going to happen when the phone rings, which is one of the reasons, again, why I love this work. Yeah, totally. It's all, (laughs) I like to say in my in my line of work, it's it's all bio individual, and I mean it's kind of that that's the way it is. Really, <laughs> the more I learn and keep expanding, like it's in, in with everything. Really, yeah. I mean energy is everything, and and in many ways, like you said before, like yes, we're all in the same, and yet like a scenario or a situation, I rem- I imagine the way it presents itself to you is so different from the one you had the day before, or <laughs> or we'll have in the next month. You know, it's all the what people come to. You. Or it must be just so fascinating and exciting in a whole different way. It is, but it's also interesting because it often has a message for you too. Mm. <laughs> like for you as a healer. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that must be such a powerful part of the process for you too, to continue to be aware of that. And, and sometimes it takes me a little while to open my eyes yeah. to, you know, why a job may have been presented to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm constantly receiving information through the work that's attracted to me as well yeah. about my own, my own process. Yeah, that's amazing, Kara. Do you find, so you mentioned earlier you're so sensitive and you've learned to love that about you mm. as opposed to seeing it as a weakness. How do you take care of yourself around being so sensitive and when you are working with various different clients and homes and lands and animals. Um, was it difficult at first to not absorb uh, energy that you were helping to, um, I don't know, I was going to use the word, not remove, but to like help release transmute, for other people. Transmute, thank clear. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a great question. I'm very introverted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely need a lot of time alone. Um, I was actually reflecting on that just this morning. Um, so just listening to myself and being true to, to what I need. Um, I recently, um, I recently moved and prior to that move, I was playing around with, with different ideas and in terms of my, my living situation Mm. and, um, considered, um, a form of communal living, um, and, really recognize that that wouldn't be supportive for me. Yeah. Um, so just listening, starting to really listen to myself. Um, I give myself until 10 o'clock in the morning every day for self-care. That is beautiful, Kara. Oh. I hope everyone's hearing that. <laughs> I, know, I know it depends <laughs> on your lifestyle and your job and so many things, but I, I love that you do that. I was about to say, like, what do you do to nourish your your core and, and take care of you. Um, so what's an example of like a self-care practice that you, that you do? Uh, well, this morning, for example, I, I 
woke up and I channeled you. Oh, thanks, my yoga Sarah. flow instructor. Thank you. <laughs> um, and just some very simple movement and some core strengthening strengthening exercises. Mm. Um, I d- danced a little bit. I love that. <laughs> May yes. have danced a little bit. That's great. Uh, um, and uh, then I brought uh, my dog to Wagon Hill. Oh, beautiful. Um, and spent some time at the water. And um, so beautiful out too today. So oh bright. My gosh. The light. Oh, it's gorgeous. She must have loved that too. Mm-hmm. It's good for both of us. Yeah. And uh, and and food is yeah. incredibly important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so organic. I try to cook at home as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that's, so I had um, eggs and asparagus this morning. Yum. Um, and, uh, and then our meeting came in perfect time. Yeah. That's that's beautiful, Kara. That's awesome. So. But yeah, but of course, you know, there are times that I go way off track from that. Um, you know, just recently, you know, I mentioned I just moved and there was a three week period where I had to just get up and pick up a box, move a box, yeah, <laughs> pack yeah. a box, unpack a box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just had to get it done. Yeah. And, and um, it's very easy for me to go right back to that very you know, mental, you know, that mind racing place. Um, So do you find when, when you do land back there again, um, that that voice has softened though? Like, are you able to move through those moments and not be so hard on yourself or so judgmental um, when you find like, all right, (laughs) here I am, just go, 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 ain't or in that mental space. It has softened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's been a progression. Yeah. From not even knowing that it was there right. um, to um, hearing it and continuing to be really held down and held back from it um, to being angry at it and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> fighting it yeah. um, to now understanding that it doesn't feel, that aspect didn't feel safe either. And so trying to send love to it. Mm, yeah. um, but it's always... You know, depending on what's happening in life, there are always periods of, um, I don't want to define it as as health because it's not, but just, you know, there are are times that I, quote unquote, fall off the wagon too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and And that's such a necessary Part. Like, I, I was just thinking, like, I didn't even mean to immediately assume that you going to that place during when you were getting ready to move for those few weeks and kind of being in more of that mental space was a negative because actually it's, it was so helpful <laughs> at that time. So it doesn't even have to be that. Um, I was just curious to know if your inner critic had showed up at that, at like, you know, with kind of pairing with that. Um, but you're right, like, that falling off the, I have these conversations so, so often with people. When we say like, oh, I fell off the wagon or I've slipped right back to what I was doing before and, and we can be so, so hard on ourselves. Um, and there's a reason, you know, what's it, you know, just to be able to step back and acknowledge and say, almost say thank you. <laughs> thank you, body, for reminding me that, oh, actually, like having um, all that sugar doesn't, did not feel good. And what I needed more than anything was some water or to go to bed early or, you know, whatever. And that's just one minor example, but. Yeah, it's a great point, but we do need to direct our energies yeah. know, towards other things at different times, and yeah. it's just another part of life. Yeah. Um, so I wish I could um, go into a meditation and magically move all my boxes. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
You haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> I haven't figured that one out yet. I'm about to go back to Delphi for that. A new superpower to, <laughs> to call in. I love it. <laughs> well, I feel so honored. Kara and I are actually sitting, having this conversation in her new space. I came early to, to have a nice, uh, beautiful tour. And the energy, talk about energy, feels so peaceful. Um, so much incredible light in here. And so it's such a gift to be able to be doing this here. Aww. So thank you. Thanks, Annie. So I imagine you feel you. so happy to be on the other side of your move. And yeah, how does it feel? Like, do you feel grounded? And I don't so much more grounded. Yeah. No, so much more grounded. I think um, prior to this move, I was in about a two and a half year transition, um, which served its purpose. Um, it was one with a great deal of travel um, and freedom. Yeah. Expression. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Um, now I feel as if my primary two aspects, <laughs> my male and female, are really coming together in integration mm-hmm. and really loving coming back to land and creating a foundation and um, one of the most exciting aspects about this house to me is that I have a studio space here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so to, um, to have that all under one roof, I'm feeling in- incredibly blessed. Yeah. Incredibly blessed. Yeah. I know. I think about what you are, what you have and what you are cultivating, Kara. And, and that word home just keeps popping up, like mm-hmm. home for you personally, but home for your clients, for your for your friends, for community, um, and just what you're expanding into is so awesome. It's really exciting. Thank you, Annie. Yeah. And, and Annie is very cleverly throwing out some keywords right now. <laughs> giving her these looks. <laughs> yes. Um, because there is um, a, a, a new venture, um, which <laughs> I would love to talk more about um, in the very near future. Um, but essentially, um, I have created a new structure called Expand Community. Um, And and the concept behind it is for um, independent practitioners um, to come together um, to um, share resources, um, but really come together in community, um, not in any form of competition, um, but instead to to form a membership um, so that people can explore this work um, and, and dive deeper into this dive deeper into this work um so i'm going to leave it there only because it's a it's an entirely you know it's a it's a it's a separate one hour conversation at least i know we definitely i would love to have you back on the podcast and to talk about that really specifically because i think not i think i know care what you are creating um, is is so needed and powerful and transformative so it's it's i can't wait to talk more about that Thank you. I love, you know, what's coming to me is you just mentioned before when you're trying to make this decision, you know, before you bought this house and moved and we're contemplating the communal living that in many ways you're, you're still going to be able to support that part of you, that aspect of yourself that wanted that community. That's in, exactly in a whole different it. Way. That's exactly <laughs> so it, Annie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and really the critical, I think the, the critical piece to mention about this about expand community is that the focus is being of service, um, knowing that you know with all of the the turbulence and in mass consciousness today and everything that's going on, um, 
really change needs to occur first within mm. and then in our local communities. Mm. Um, and, I, and I say that from a point of, of living it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I tried to control and change everything around me um, in my previous chapters, but it simply doesn't work. It's not the way energy works. Yeah. Um, we have to change it within ourselves and then things start to shift all around us. Um, so if, if we can come together as practitioners and, and help people create that change within and within their families, within their lineages, while also um, supporting um, uh, charitable giving uh, in the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a business model. It has, has three aspects. So That's, that's so beautiful. It's, I, it's absolutely incredible, too. So how... Um, like circular and together it is. The word together just keeps popping up. <laughs> together. <laughs> together. No, it's, uh, that's, that's, I can't wait, Kara. So exciting. I feel like you need to write a song called Together. <laughs> together. Oh, yeah, maybe I will work on that with Sadie. <laughs> um, so Kara, who is, like, it's something I wanted to ask you earlier as you were talking about, you mentioned Shayla, who's, mm-hmm. who I have the pleasure of knowing and interviewed on my podcast also. Who are some other people who have been some big, influences, um, mentors who inspire you in your life? Well, interestingly, my grandmother was a metaphysician. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Did I, I didn't know Did you that. not know that? No. Um, oh, that's incredible. So my parents um, were an unlikely match. Um, my mother was from Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> With it, you know, all the stereotypes of Connecticut. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I say that I very to, lightly. I went to college in Connecticut and lived there for a year. It's a, totally, it's a yeah. wonderful state. Yeah. Um, uh, her parents, um, her mother was a uh, teacher that, um, uh, that became a homemaker. And her father was, um, owned a, a gas and service station. You know, the first family to have a television. Mm. You know, kind of, it's just so fun reflecting yeah. on that history. Um, and my father was from, um, Chula Vista, California. Wow. And, um, his mother, a metaphysician. And I was actually, so I'm actually named after her. Really? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Uh, did you know, and have you, did you grow up knowing this about her too? So I could not wrap my head around what she did. <laughs> I, I tried to actually read a few of her books and I thought it was absolute lunacy yeah you know <laughs> that there is no time and space I you know I could not I just couldn't wrap my head around it yeah um I only had the privilege of meeting her um probably two or three times um mm. that I can re- recall yeah we had more contact when I was when I was younger okay um but I do recall um she flew to the east coast and we met her at uh, Boston Logan airport at the time and we were sitting in a restaurant and gosh, I was probably, if I had to guess, maybe 10 years old at the time. And the waitress came to the table and she was very agitated and, and short. Um, and a few family members made rude comments when she left about just, you know, what's her problem? You know, just not, yeah. not liking her presence. Mm. And my grandmother just didn't react to it at all. And she just said very calmly that, that she wasn't happy, that, that the waitress clearly wasn't happy and it had nothing to do with any of us. Yeah. And I just, 
it just really, it's, that really stuck with not me. Not reacting, right? She's not, she's just observing. Exactly. That's incredible. And, and so I just remember even at that age being captivated by that. And then um, I had an opportunity to visit her when I was in college, and she had had a stroke, mm. which she fully rehabbed herself. She was she was amazing. She she learned how to talk and walk again. Wow! And um, at that time, she told me that I had the power to change the weather. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, how did you receive that one? <laughs> again, like, lunacy. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I remember when my sister graduated from college that it was a, there was a terrible um, threat of, of a thunder and lightning storm, and it was an outdoor ceremony. And I remember kind of trying to connect and see if there was anything I could do to hold off the storm. Did it work? Actually, the storm did not come. Oh, interesting, Kara. Um, That's really cool. But at that time, I just kind of thought, what am I thinking? Right. Um, you know, but it wasn't until um, it wasn't until I went to Delphi that I started to really connect with that whole side of me and started mm. to really understand those concepts and really understand who she, who she is. Yeah. Um, so it's been. I love that you're named after her too. Like there's, that's hmm, so much. No magic. coincidences, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been uh, fun to revisit her, her books and her tapes and her teachings. And see them in a whole different light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, and when I first met my spiritual support team, she was actually the head of my really? spiritual support team, which I did not expect in the least bit yeah um yeah so that's that's amazing that's beautiful phenomenal uh mm-hmm. phenomenal gift to see her there yeah, yeah. oh wow Kara so beautiful so much so much like depth and magic it's incredible and that's life right yeah. I mean it's it's all out there for us to discover yeah it's just a matter of of uh of choosing to do it yeah I know. And remembering, reminding ourselves, you know, no matter where you're at in life, which chapter you're in, um, but remembering, like, we always have choice mm-hmm. and, and that opening. I, you know, when I say that, and I'm sorry to interrupt, I say that, um, but, you know, gratefully, often the magic comes, even if we're not consciously choosing it. Yeah. Um, I, I remember um, one of my closest friends from high school thought that all of this was, um, she was concerned about me when I initially headed down this path. And then after her parents passed, she started to have experiences feeling their presence. Wow. And, and now she's, uh, you know, the things that she's picking up on are extraordinary. Um, yeah. So everyone, you know, has their own path in, yeah. in terms of if and when they decide to open to it. Yeah. Yeah. But the truth that everyone is capable of that. Yeah. And that is our sacred nature. And that is our sacred nature. I love it. Way to bring it around. Yeah, circular. I didn't mean to do that. That's great. Oh, yeah. That's so true. And speaking of, you know, everyone, Kara, so you've shared all the incredible services you offer. um, And, yes, the power of of local community. Mm. Um, However, do you, are you open to distant clients as well? Just like to put out there to listeners who might not be in, in the Seacoast area. But who might be interested in reaching out to you? Actually, most of my clients are distant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I um, 
land healings, animal healings, everything. Um, and I think that's one of the more difficult aspects of the work to grasp and to trust. Yeah. Um, and I, I may have joked around with you about this in the past, but, you know, I have definitely felt like the biggest charlatan there is by saying, <laughs> oh, it will cost, you know, just send me X dollars and yeah, and I'll, I'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll heal your house. Um, but absolutely, it's it's all energy. Uh, there's no time and space when it comes to energy. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's sometimes, honestly, I find the work is even more potent. Um, mm. I've heard that. I think you've told me that and a couple other people I know. Yeah. Especially with animals and land. Yeah. Um, because you can really, um, you don't have that that piece of presence and interaction that, that's going on mm. to, you don't have to be in two places at once, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Would you mind, Annie, if I read you this quick? No, I think it'd be so oh, perfect. I would love it. I just want to see if I can find it quickly. Um, this was, uh, the transitioning of a, a beautiful husky, um, named Luna and her, her mom, Becca has given me permission to share this information. Um, uh, again, just to, to bring it back around um, for listeners, this is that um, it's possible to um, to help animals transition and people. But yeah, <laughs> um, and so what the what happens is is that uh, you connect with the animal and with nature, and by being connected with that animal, it brings them um, peace and serenity. Mm. Um, you're also uh, raising the vibration to help with that. It's almost like plowing the road. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, helping uh, uh, remove any obstacles. Um, and the most beautiful thing that has unfolded from this process is that a story uh, unfolds, a metaphorical journey occurs, mm. and, and often the animals have something that they like to communicate um, to the family that they're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been really lovely because as human beings, we tend to project, you know, our guilt, our fear, uh, you know, all of these things about, about death and dying. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's terribly difficult to choose when to um, let a, a, a pet pass. You know, if you're having to make that difficult decision to put an animal down, for example, there's a lot of guilt around that and uncertainty around that. Mm, yeah. And so the information that comes through is often um, really helps put the uh, the owner at peace as well. Yeah. Um, so Luna had had some issues. Um, uh, she had had surgery uh, for tumors and bounced back. She kept on kind of bouncing back, um, but she was 13 years old. Oh, wow. So it had a really good life. It had a really good life. And yeah. her mom, Becca, was extremely dedicated to her. Um, so when I first connected to Luna, um, she felt like a little girl that was about to go to school for the first time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, the information that came through was that she was nervous, but she was excitedly nervous, like uh, again, going to school for the first time, and she knows that this is a rebirth. Um, the imagery that was shown um, looked like a hospital room being set up for the birth of a baby. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And you could see teams here on Earth, 
and um, also teams on the other side to care for Luna on her journey. Mm. So she had a team here to help with the passing and then a team to receive her. Yeah. And um, then there was an image shown of her in utero ready to come out. Oh, my gosh. And you could actually see and hear her heartbeat on the heart monitor. That is incredible. And then a bridge was shown being built across a river. It was a very short bridge, so I knew that this was going to be a very quick, um, peaceful passing for her, transition for her. And then, um, and then uh, Luna showed a huge garnet um, stone, which um, a garnet stone refers to devotion and loyalty. Oh, for Becca. For Becca. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so then there was a moment of confusion that set in, which is very common, um, especially when you're putting an animal down with the injection. Yeah. Um, so there was a little mental confusion. Um, she, uh, you could see her out of her body. She wasn't, she couldn't make sense of it all. Um, then you could see scenes of the physical body being separated from spirit, um, and stepping stones being laid out. On the second set, on the second stone, she shot right up into a column of white light. Um, confusion shifts into awe as she rides the wave home. Oh. Image um, of her with a seatbelt on in the cosmos. Her youthful style remains as she looks back towards Earth and tells Becca, "Wow, wow, wow!" <laughs> she is smiling, smiling, smiling. Um, I could feel chills all the way up uh, through my spinal column. And then you could see an electrical charge shown lighting up a high-rise building. Then all of a sudden, all, all the lights went out. Wow. So showing yeah. that the transition was complete at that point from, from, this, um, from the existence here in 3D. Um, she kept on, uh, so Luna uh, kept on showing me images of Becca ice skating backwards um, as Luna was a young girl affectionately coming towards her. Um, and the message was fulfillment, quick advancement with ease. And just, mm. just all that love yeah. between the two of them. And then you could see Luna staring down, um, staring down at Becca with big, innocent eyes, very childlike with tremendous affection um, and wanted to communicate how much she loves Becca. Um, there is a sense of the entire universe in her eyes. Her eyes then morphed into large sunflowers as she continues to look down and around. She is happy and carefree and grateful to be at the end of this stressful and unwell period. Oh, wow. I'm all teary. That's amazing. So thank you for letting me share, yeah, that's, share that. Yeah, that's so powerful and beautiful. And I imagine Becca was so um, open and, and at peace hearing all that. And they're all so different. I mean, yeah. that has a very, you know, this very childlike, yeah. playful sense because that was Luna, that reflected right. Luna. Um, there are other transitions that are very, you know, much more mental. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that, that ex express something different. Yeah. Um, so Luna, in her fantastical ways, <laughs> communicated right. that all the way through her final transition. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's all, it's all different. I love the imagery. I love that there was a bridge in there too. Have you ever read or seen the rainbow bridge 
poem that um, is about animals. I have. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, so I just I immediately thought of that. That's really interesting. Yeah. When they, when they die in their spirit. Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's so powerful uh, imagery to use um, with clients as well. Yeah. Um, crossing over a bridge, yeah. the purification processes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for all of us. I love that I just got to sit with you and land with you um, and learn. That's always like, that's such the gift is constant learning um, and expanding with each other. So Aww. I'm so excited. Like I feel like jumping up and down or, or <laughs> dancing like you did earlier about what is blossoming and what you're cultivating and can't wait to um, have another episode with you to hear all about expanding community oh thank you Annie. yeah thank you very much it's been a wonderful experience um, i know talking with you and thank you for your patience as i'm trying to find words to describe some of these experiences and oh my gosh you you share beautifully i mean i didn't feel i think that's yeah it felt at ease um and what a yeah, so thank you, Kara. There's no, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Is, can people, um, I know where to find you, but how can people, listeners, find you? Um, gosh, the best way to find me is um, my website is karabreese.com. It's K A R A B as in boy, R E E S as in Sam E.com. Um, and, uh, my email is, is just as easy. It's, it's carabrice at gmail.com. Um, I am in the process of updating my website, um, but there's some, some core information there. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I feel uh, the best way is, is to just shoot me an email and, uh, and have, have a quick call. Um, and, uh, you know, often I can get a sense of, um, of next steps for a person. Um, in terms of, of land, um, I do offer free assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, so checking in to see what energies are present, uh, what needs to get done. Everything is, is custom, you know, obviously land, especially, um, you know, you never, you never know until you check in and see what's there. Yeah. Um, so if anyone is interested in just checking out their property, um, send me your address and, and I'll get back to you and, and let you know, uh, let you know what I'm sensing is happening. That's awesome. And I really strongly, not enough words, recommend you reaching out to Kara. Um, I've had the pleasure of experiencing incredible healings from you, um, whether it's been on the table, um, but also with my home and yeah, multiple times. So, and that's the other thing is, is, you know, as we continue to evolve and expand ourselves, um, there's always room, as you said, it's bottomless. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I'm even it's sitting here with you in your beautiful home thinking, gosh, I want to, I, I wonder, like, I, I want to hire you again. So <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so thank you so much again, Kara. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're a blessing and such a light in my life and, and this world. So, oh, yeah. you me. Thanks. Yeah.